Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to episode 40 of Double Hop Beat. Taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene, I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. I can't believe it's been 40 episodes, James. Four zero. You guys have listened to us for 40 times. That is hours of your life you'll never get back. Wow, Shannon. <laughs> wow, self-confidence in that one, but probably true. So today we are going to talk about some news within the craft beer industry, and we also have a special treat for you all later on in the episode. But first, before we get to that, James, you are excited about a video. Yeah, you're talking about <laughs> like my vocal abilities, right? Maybe maybe I'll get to sing, oh God, sing a couple no. tunes for, for everyone once again. The people yeah. that have stuck around for 40 episodes have already endured your voice once. Yeah, one episode's they enough, so I won't again. sing, but maybe someone else will. I don't know. Maybe. So yeah, this home brewing video I've been super excited about because I've been trying to see the steam condenser lid kind of in action other than the home brewing videos that I've seen from you home brewers out there on their trio spike trio systems or your other kettle systems, which has been amazing. And thank you guys for those videos. But spike brewing who released their new uh, steam condenser put out a new video recently on their one barrel nano system for those looking to take it to the next level, have a microbrewery. So the video takes place in one of these micro breweries and the some of the features on this are just incredible the ability to go down as low as 15 gallons for batches is just unheard of in a one barrel system to be able to do smaller experimental batches and for those microbreweries you know one barrel is even seen as you know an experimental batch mm -hmm. but it's just great that a lot of home brewers are coming, you know, into the craft beer scene, that they also have the capability of saving costs by trying something out at the 15-gallon level versus one barrel of beer. In addition, some other features include different, you can do different kinds of mashes. Um, so the pa electrical panel allows you to set it to auto, to do a single infusion mash, and other kinds of multi-step mashes that really gives you, the brewer, as much... Uh, dynamic choices as possible, as well as a drip tray, which is pretty sweet to have when you have all that mess coming out the bottom of your uh, <laughs> your brew kettles. And Shannon just loves cleaning, right, Shannon? Oh yeah, I am. I am the cleaning person after you brew. But yeah, so make sure you check that video out if you're curious on it. And because I was curious for the smaller, the you know the twenty gallon trio system that they have, kind of just seeing a similar system in action. Again, very close they wanted to do it so you could scale up pretty easily and not have to learn a whole new skill set so i love how they have the end user kind of in mind of you homebrewers that want to develop as much as possible and you don't want to have to learn a whole separate thing of skills just from changing over to a bigger system yeah it sounds like it really it is going to give you or people the ability to try those experimental batches out and maybe perfect a certain recipe without having to brew a ton is that right yeah exactly <laughs> i mean if if it doesn't work out you know you're not flushing at that point i don't think you'd be flushing you know beer down the drain because i'm sure someone would drink it oh, but yeah. again it's you know just th gives flexibility mm -hmm. and for how dynamic the market is and changing styles and recipes and tweaking things they don't have to have a separate 10 gallon you know system pilot system next to their one barrel system they can just do it on all on the one system sounds like it's gonna be great some of the only negatives that i've 
heard from microbreweries that are using it is that it does still have the silicon tubing that you have to change. I think there's, mm-hmm. they said about 10 times you have to switch the tubing versus hard piped. And they did that specifically so that you know when it's clean. You don't have to, when you see IP, it's not a question of all the hard piped. Is it clean? Is it not clean? I get it. I don't get it. But again, it's, it's identical to their trio system. So mm-hmm. it makes it, again, very flexible and easy to scale up. Definitely a cool video. I always love watching those videos. Uh, mm-hmm. Get inspired. <laughs> yeah, he's always like on the couch, just mesmerized by videos. I'm always like, what are you watching over there? Okay, so moving on to some news within the industry. James, have you heard? I'm sure you have. That Yingling and Molson Coors are starting a joint venture. So dun, they're going dun, to dun. be brewing and distributing Yingling out west to the wild, wild west. Oh, man. Um, I know it was a big deal because our, I mean, my best friend went to school down in DC and Yingling's a big thing in that area. And it was a big deal when it came to Massachusetts because it was not, you couldn't usually find it, you know, north of Pennsylvania. So this is going to be exciting for people who have come to the East Coast and have experienced Yingling and love it. It will now be available in California and Texas because that's where Molson Coors is going to, they have the rights to uh, brew and distribute in those areas. So Yingling's still going to control the Eastern seaboard and then Molson Coors is going to distribute out West. So that that was. Yeah, or you could be like me on trying to get our friends who were in the area that had Yingling to get some Yingling and loved it. And then it came to Massachusetts and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I haven't had a Yingling since. The novelty so, has worn off. You know, you. I don't I don't know if it that says more about like the luster of, you know, a craft beer where you can't get it or a beer in general of if you can't get it, you want it more. And then mm-hmm. if you have it all the time or you have the ability to have it all the time, will you still want it? Yeah, I think for me, this announcement really showcases the impact that the pandemic has had even on larger breweries and and businesses because I mean Yingling is 191 years old they've been around for a while but even they have seen a drop in sales as has Molson Coors Um, Yingling has also had a decrease in sales because of what we talked about last week the increase in hard seltzers so a lot more people are substituting out light beer for for seltzer um, so that's eating up some of their market share so I thought that was interesting that they have chosen to go with a joint venture with Molson Coors I think they're they're looking to help each other out, basically. Molson Coors gets to distribute more and increase their revenue in the West. Um, and Yingling can, you know, utilize their facilities and, and leverage their capabilities, which I think is, is a smart move. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, if y'all are in Texas or in California, keep an eye out for Yingling. Because Yingling will catch up to you. Yeah. So James, you found something interesting. Why don't you talk about this? Yeah, so I'm all about, you know, family or small breweries and I'm always fascinated on how they get started whether they had a home brewing background and then they had the financial means of you know starting up or they don't necessarily have all the capital or they don't want to get too far away from the product and their mission and they kind of turn to more community focused um, I guess you'd say kickstarters right Mm -hmm. and so Sterling Street brewery that's going to be opening in Clinton, Massachusetts. Um, they're one of these community-focused microbreweries hoping uh, to open this fall. And they used Kickstarter um, to get their customers or their supporters um, to raise funds uh, for their canning of their beer, 
um, creating an outdoor space due to COVID, as well as uh, opening their doors for their microbrewery. And what I always find fascinating about these Kickstarters is it's not just, you know what, like, I want to have a brewery, give me money. Mm-hmm. It's uh, family, friends, their communities, and they just their mission is so strong towards quality and they want to have a good product that you're going to basically a place for families to go hang out, have a good time. And it's just very interesting to see that this is happening even through COVID. So I think that just says uh, a bit about the will of people and you know, we're all friendly and we all want that family gathering spot uh, if you can do it safely. And that's why they're thinking, you know, ahead of, you know, we want these open spaces. We want to have our brewery open on the right note um, and really get people involved. And one of the ways of doing that is you offer rewards for your Mm -hmm. contributions, which I love that idea, whether it's swag, you get to pick out, you know, a recipe with the brewer and brew with them. I think that's one of the cooler things I've seen. Mm -hmm. I know Lost Shoe did a similar type thing in Marlboro when they got started, but I just love that idea. I love the concept and, you know, I'm excited for them to open and we'll have to check them out. And their brewing size is 10 barrel system. So we were talking earlier about one barrel system and this is, you know, 10 times that. Yeah, that should be really interesting. And it got me thinking about, I would just wonder in the future, since they're kind of community focused and they're using the Kickstarter, if they would ever entertain having shareholders and selling, you know, people to buy into the brewery itself. Because I was actually looking into it recently and there's not that many, I think there's maybe like two publicly owned breweries in the whole country. Like every, everyone is mostly private owned. So I just was curious if that's ever something they would think about in the future, just to keep the funds coming in. Leave it to the person who just got her MBA <laughs> to be spitting out all business at us. Okay. You're not only a beer intermediate, you're also a business <laughs> MBA person now. You're one of those people. Oh, gosh. It's just, I love it. Oh, goodness. So I wanted to just share this last piece because and it's definitely Boston-based, so I apologize to everyone that's not in Boston. From but, Boston. Yeah. But Sam Adams is re-releasing their beer that they brewed for the Pink Boots event, which was called When There Are Nine. And this is the beer they brewed in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So they are going to re-release it. As most of you have heard, she did pass away last week. So this is kind of their way to honor her. And they are going to donate $9 from each pack sold up to $10,000 to the Pink Boots Foundation. So I thought that was really interesting. It is a brute style IPA and pre-order is going to start on October 9th. And as I mentioned, unfortunately, you do have to be in person to pick up this beer. So if you want to make a road trip, if you're interested, you know, keep an eye out for that pre-order. But if you're in the Boston area, pre-order, then you just go to the brewery and pick it up in person. So I just wanted to put that in there as a little tribute to the notorious R-B-G, R-I-P. And that's such a great beer, too, to really showcase kind of who she was and well, not who she, I mean. Well, I mean, because, I mean, to me, brute is like strength and power and kind of forceful, assertive, you know, that that's the word that connotation has for me. So I just, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, it's a yeah. cool, it's a good style to kind of match up with. She was small, but mighty. Yeah. I mean, it's also a style that was kind of under, like undervalued, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more prevalent in, you know, the brute style IPA is making a big comeback. And I just think it's. You know, you have to pay attention to everybody and be inclusive and even all styles of beer. And, you know, a beer that you might overlook might be one of the, you know, stars that you get in one of those beers or people that you just 
will never forget and you always will want more. Yep. Just give everyone a chance. Every beer a chance. But on the road trips, uh, I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah um, totally. One of my other so- solo brewery experiences uh, this week. I, I, just, I don't want people to think I'm ditching you. I just, <laughs> I uh, obviously just finished my MBA program. So last weekend I was very entrenched in capstone projects. So I did not ditch James just to make him go places alone. It's okay. I, re- I recruited my uh, sister to come along for the ride. So you weren't solo. So I wasn't solo. I guess I went solo and gained plus one. And not only did I do something that I don't normally do, I'd say, Shannon, ever. Have I ever ordered a pumpkin beer? No, not willingly. And that's one of your favorites, right? It is. And so maybe... You know, you were still there because I ordered. Uh, so I went to Bay State. Me. Yeah, I went to Bay State Brewing in Worcester, and they were having their Oktoberfest menu still, which was unbelievable. And they have their new pumpkin beer out that's new this year. It's called Binks, and I just had to try it. And the cl- the can you can see on our Instagram, just very cleverly done. I think it's a play on Hocus, Hocus Pocus, Pocus, which is well. as you guys know on our Instagram, we dressed up from. Last year. Uh, last year. <laughs> and this, I ordered the pumpkin beer and they said cinnamon on the rim. And that used to be my pet peeve when you used to order your pumpkin beer. And I'd be like, yeah, you don't need the cinnamon. What the heck? No, you need it. And, yeah, you need it. So I, I, hey, I tried it and man, did it make a big difference. Don't knock it till you try it. Like you were just saying, you got to yep. get all beers. Absolutely. So I did. So I did that. And boy, was this pumpkin beer great. Uh, just had immense amounts of flavor. The pumpkin wasn't overwhelming, but it was definitely prevalent. Mm-hmm. And the cinnamon just ke- rounded out really nicely. I think if you didn't have the cinnamon, that little spice at the end, you might have been like, hmm, okay, like it's more like an ale with pumpkin in it. Mm-hmm. But the cinnamon rim just made the icing on the cake, as you as you say. Yeah, so uh, I, was, I was jealous not only because it's a pumpkin beer, but because it's named Banks. And because it is Hocus Pocus themed, so I was very jealous. I thought you were going to say that you were jealous that I was drinking pumpkin beer and you had to sit and watch the picture of the pumpkin beer show up on our feed. Yeah, well, that too. (laughs) But anyway, as I was enjoying some pumpkin beer, and of course, Becky likes the smell, one of my favorites Mm -hmm. that they do, their IPA. There was a great live band that was was setting up, and my sister and I sat outside at the table. You know, Mm -hmm. they had these nice outdoor tables picnic tables tables, yeah socially distant of course they're all six feet apart and my sister and i was at this giant picnic table for the two of us uh ordered a ton of food we're sitting there and aj and bobby from a good time were the musicians that were setting up and i think it was uh i think it was bobby who was like hey just so you guys know we're gonna be playing like pretty soon like not to rush you or anything but like it, you're you know just want to give you a heads up we'll be playing i'm like we're like oh game on like yeah we're we're cool with it and he kind of looked at us like um you sure like we're about to play not like, usually the response we get you know we were at like we're at least you know 10 feet from where they were performing but it was just the first table like mm-hmm. and i guess like it's always that curse of the first table that you know you say you're good with it and then you know they move on or they ask to switch their seat. But nope, we stuck through for the entire set. And one of the great things that my sister and I were talking about while we were enjoying our craft beers was just how the vibe and location and, of course, the quality of the beers, uh, but also like local musicians. And again, we had an earlier episode, uh, bands and breweries. It's one of those things where 
why like you got to have live music like mm-hmm. or you your vibe if you're indoors you know and it wasn't covid like you'd you know have just your brewery music on you know your sound system yeah i agree live music definitely adds to the experience and it's something that i really enjoy when i go to breweries so another reason i was jealous of you james uh, but i wasn't able to be there to listen to them in person but we have them here with us now aj and bobby from a good time welcome guys welcome hey, hey thanks Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for being here. So, so playing in a band and having, you know, the brewery experience, uh, just tell us a little bit of what's it like to play at a brewery and as a musician. Playing at breweries is actually a lot of fun. Uh, we've learned, I mean, we've been doing it consistently, I'd say, for a year now. Um, and it, the atmosphere is just so... It's it's so family friendly and it's so it's more like a backyard party. We've really kind of learned playing at breweries as opposed to playing at bars where we'll play, you know, until one o'clock in the morning sometimes. And and uh, we definitely found breweries to be more of our favorite thing to play. Um, I don't know, AJ, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah, not staying up till one in the morning. Like we're getting old, so <laughs> so that's getting old as well. But like. Yeah, playing at breweries is a lot of fun, and then like of course it's it's just fantastic beer. Like we'll play at some um, bars or whatever, and they got Bud Light, Miller Light, and like Bud Heavy, and we're like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I don't know, like I'll drink it, but like yeah, obviously you know on the craft beer side of things, it's a lot more fun. Um, and then you know the more breweries we play, the more beers we get to try. So really a win-win there. And do you guys kind of handpick which breweries you want to go to or do you just put a bulletin out there being like hey we're available whoever wants to have us well i mean music is actually our full-time job or actually had just become our full-time job uh, prior to covid um so really we were just reaching out to everywhere who had live music and were willing to pay for live music um and we just noticed um that breweries were all about it and they were always like at a super nice convenient time on the weekend where it was just was like we like we said for the first question like more stressful for playing out until one o'clock in the morning um but yeah we just reached out to anybody and everybody and we and we noticed very quickly that a handful of the local breweries were all about it and yeah now we're regulars at, at a few of them Bay State being one of them um Altruist and Sturbridge being one of them yeah Wachusett as well we play uh, out uh out towards the mountain and it's been a lot of fun the question same thing is like we definitely have the breweries that were like god we can't wait to play here as opposed to like summer you know it's it's cool and then there's you know some that we've reached out we've gone and played there never really had the beer before and then we're like holy cow like they they have a ton of great ones i don't know if i can swear on here so i said holy cow oh uh, you but, can um, absolutely swear this is a uh, x rate considered an x rated when you go to put your podcast they're like all right if you're gonna say the f word like That's you can awesome. fucking do it X-rated to me means a totally different thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, is, exactly. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is X-rated crap. This, after this episode just skyrocketed because they're all anticipating something gross going to happen. Right? It's like this just one one episode is X-rated. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's there's been like a couple breweries that, um, yeah, we've just kind of stumbled upon, went out and, and tried it and had some beer or whatever um, and ended up loving it, wanted to reach out specifically because the beer was awesome. And a lot of that goes with like our fan base is a lot of, um, you know, friends and friends of friends our age. And now, you know, just through playing, we've, we've gained some as well. And, um, you know, they want to go where the good beer is too. So we get people like DM us on Instagram and be like, yo, can you play at this brewery? Can you play here? So <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's really cool. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, some of the other bands we've talked to as well said, like, location, the vibe that the brewery brings, and just, like, it's such a great experience playing for, you know, not only your friends, but, like, new new people as well. How has that changed with COVID and maybe not as many people that would normally go to the breweries or heading out? How's that impacting you as performers? Um, honestly, the breweries were pretty quick to get back to business um, when it came to came to doing live music it was it's more of the bars i mean obviously with bars being more of a phase four or whatever phase they're part of now um they're really the ones that have changed the most with us not playing there at all but breweries they kind of went silent for a little bit and all of a sudden we're just like hey we're ready to get the ball rolling and there's definitely a lot less people there um and some places are having us play outside as opposed to inside the tap room themselves um which totally makes sense there's tents and uh, everything's spaced out properly uh, hasn't been too bad though. We um, played at Stone Cow this past weekend, Saturday, and it was like nothing ever changed. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys oh. have like a favorite craft beer of choice or a favorite style beer that when you play at breweries, <laughs> you're just like, I will totally snag some of those double IPAs or you know what what have you? Well, AJ's definitely an IPA guy. I'd say maybe guilty as charged. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a big fan of seltzers these days. I uh, went on a little uh, health kick and was trying to watch my weight. So I'm like, ah, I can't be having five IPAs a show anymore. <laughs> so, and uh, Bay State introduced seltzers recently, and I was like, holy crap, these are great. So that's that's really been the go-to lately. And they keep you hydrated, too. Yeah, definitely. And they serve them in these, Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so they serve them in these frosty cold mugs, and it's excellent. Yeah, I'm hydrating. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. You're having a it's hard true. seltzer, sure. Seltzer yeah. is basically water. Yeah, solving a problem, serving my body right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am replenishing the fluids. <laughs> I'm about it. Yeah, no, actually, the seltzers are awesome, and and again, it just speaks to how like the breweries are able to to hit so many demographics from being family friendly, dog friendly, everything, and they even do it with their their awesome beverages. So. Uh, yeah, I think I, Bay State, I think, has great seltzers, but uh, definitely an IPA guy overall. And I think, like, one of the things that really made me want to get you guys on the show is, you know, just, like, craft beer and those really good ones that you get once in a while, but they're kind of hard to find, but you see that talent in it. You know, I was just, like, <laughs> feeling you, you guys were rocking it out, and I was like, hey, you guys, I wonder if they have original music. And so sure enough, I'm that guy in the front row going, hey, do you got any originals? And then you guys are like, absolutely. So why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about the song that we have uh, that you guys provided, Poolside. Why don't you talk about it a little bit? Sure. Yeah, Poolside is a uh, based on a true story. Uh, not really. <laughs> um, just the, the writing portion of it. We happen to be sitting by the pool. Um, but uh, actually a year ago, just last week, um, we had a... A fan that had become a close friend who his wife is a big fan of our music. She had come to gigs pretty regularly. And he's like, Hey, I want to throw a surprise party. We uh, go down to Florida every year and, uh, you know, do a week long thing in Disney. And then the last uh, day is my wife's birthday. So it'd be great if you guys like flew out to Florida and, you know, set up by the pool and just put on like uh, one of our typical three hour sets. And so we did that. He he flew us out to Florida. He paid for our hotel, did the whole thing. It was awesome. And we just had a free day to ourselves the day after the gig. And we literally just got hammered by the pool and <laughs> wrote the song. And yeah, we had our laptops and we had like put together the beat. And then, yeah, 
we I'd, I'd say the song kind of 90% came out in about two hours. I think we yeah. just had that liquid liquid courage and it was kind of just flowing. And then, uh, yeah, we got so excited. AJ dove headfirst into the wrong side of the pool. And- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, where's, where's the good ending? That's what, <laughs> so I was like, that's what right, courage will do. Yeah. yeah leave it, leave it to Bob. <laughs> but, yeah, it was awesome. And then we came back and we had, like, the whole show of the song. And then we um, went to our buddy's recording studio in Rhode Island, uh, Chris Paquette out of No Boundary <laughs> Studios. And, yeah, we put it together and turned it into what it is. Well, we're actually, yeah. uh, we're going to play a clip now because you talk about IPAs. So we thought it was very fitting. Oh, so yeah. Love it. We'll play a little clip for everyone. So here we go. Sounds good. With that ABV and if it's under eight. Then it ain't for me, cause man, life is great. I'm here for AGT. I try to keep it simple, short and sweet. Yo, yo, I'll take a Jack and Coke, no joke. Don't wanna treat this like a fashion show. Oh no, but I can't help it that I have to float slow. No, right now we just joking around before we go pro. Now watch this. Gonna be hitting the charts like somebody came from the blind side. Never gonna be defined by media taking our minds. I was thinking to myself, why not embrace all the weird? Take it off the shelf. Why don't we switch up the gears? Get out of here, start to like yourself ignorance could disappear it all becomes clear without all the fear we're starting to treat everybody like everyone's family here man (laughs) i was like when you guys started playing that and i was just like there it is i'm like that i could see being a top 10 for sure like especially during the summertime like you got some craft beers and you describe me pretty much in that song with the you know if it's less (laughs) than eight percent for an ipa forget it Right. Oh, yeah, I did I... think of you when I heard that. <laughs> so I was like, so perfect. But awesome, guys. Uh, great Thank having you, you on the show. And um... where can we find you if our listeners want to check you guys out? Oh, definitely. We're on Instagram, uh, primarily Instagram and Facebook um, at AGT Music. Uh, same for Facebook. And then we've got a few clips on YouTube, a few of our like fully produced covers and originals. And then um, you can find Poolside and our other song, Take Me Back on our spotify we're also on uh amazon itunes apple music all under the band name a good time and you also have an instagram page as well what's that for your uh listeners yep that's um at agt music great cool awesome. thank you guys very well, much yeah. We have hell yeah thank, thank you, you guys so much yeah. for having us Appreciate hell yeah it. well thanks again to aj and bobby for joining us tonight from a good time and for you listeners out there, we got a special treat for you, as Shannon would say, <laughs> just ahead of Halloween. So if you can't get your candy mm-hmm. treats, uh, got this treat for you. We have the full song from A Good Time called Poolside, and we'll play that at the end of the episode for you. Thank you for listening to Double Hot Beat Podcast. Join us on Instagram and Facebook to check out our latest happenings. Cheers us by rating and reviewing us. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you get your podcast. And just like your craft beer, we want to hear from you about what you like, what you don't like, and what you're homebrewing. Feel free to message us on our Instagram. Thanks again. This, this has, has been, been Double Hot Beat. Catch you on the brew side. side. Water's fine, it's a celebration. No, we ain't stressing cause we on vacation. 
Not a care in the world today, baby. The sunshine, and we're feeling the heat. The ladies sitting poolside, and they dipping their feet. Fellas having a good time, we're all living the dream. Not a care in the world today, baby. We've been working harder than anybody. So thankful for today. Now we won't stop until everybody knows our name. And now we're sitting poolside, baby, we'll be living it up So if you're feeling what we feel, then let me grab you a cup And when the sun's going down, yeah, we can light one up By the poolside, by the, by the poolside Lounging by the poolside, baby, we'll be living it up And in about another minute, we'll be raising our cups So we can keep the party moving till the sun comes up By the poolside, by the, by the poolside, poolside uh. No, we won't cease or desist We've acquired a couple haters And I'm sure they're pissed But we've been grinding day and night No opportunity missed So I ain't sweating it I ain't sweating it We got fans, man They always holding us down They were showing up long Before the recognition came around Can't forget the hands and hearts That got our feet off the ground And we just want to make the hometown proud Now everybody like We've been working harder than anybody So thankful for today now we won't stop until everybody knows our name And now we're sitting poolside, baby, we'll be living it up So if you're feeling what we feel, then let me grab you a cup And when the sun's going down, yeah, we can light one up By the poolside, by the, by the poolside Lounging by the poolside, baby, we'll be living it up And in about another minute, we'll be raising our cups So we can keep the party moving till the sun comes up By the poolside, by the, by the poolside I'll take a night, P.A. With that ABV, and if it's under eight, then it ain't for me. Cause man, life is great. I'm here for AGT. I try to keep it simple, short and sweet. Yo, yo, I'll take a Jack and Coke. No joke, don't wanna treat this like a fashion show. Oh no, but I can't help it that I have to float slow. No, right now we just joking around before we go pro. Now watch this. Gonna be hitting the charts like somebody came from the blind side. Never gonna be defined by media taking our minds. I was thinking to myself, why not embrace all the weird? Take it off the shelf. Why don't we switch up the gears? Get out of here. Start to like yourself. Ignorance could disappear. It all becomes clear without all the fear. We're starting to treat everybody like everyone's family here. And now we're sitting poolside, baby, we'll be living it up So if you're feeling what we're feeling, let me grab you a cup And when the sun's going down, yeah, we get light one up By the poolside, by the, by the poolside Lounging by the poolside, baby, we'll be living it up And in about another minute, we'll be raising our cup So we can keep the party moving till the sun comes up By the poolside, by the, by the poolside Lounging by the poolside, baby, we'll be living it up So if you're feeling what we're feeling, let me grab you a cup